0: Thank you for listening to the Finally Quit Porn Podcast. Today I was joined by Quinn Felix, an ex-porn addict who has now overcome this problem and has transformed his life, becoming a certified life coach, helping others also overcome this problem. Without exaggerating at all, this is one of the best podcasts I believe I've ever had the pleasure of recording. It really was so, so good to talk to Quinn. So let's get straight into it. Hello and welcome to the Finally quit Porn Podcast. I'm really excited to share this podcast with you all today. I am joined by Quinn Felix, another life coach who specializes in helping people overcome and quit pornography. So welcome on the show, Quinn. How are you doing today? And do you want to start off by sort of introducing yourself a little bit as well? Sure, yeah. Uh,
1: I'm doing well today. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I got into to life coaching because of a porn addiction myself, uh, which lasted many years, fifty five years, of it before I finally got a hold of it. Uh, and I made a promise to myself that if if I could beat it, that I was going to help others overcome it also. So I got into life coaching, uh, started my own life coaching business. Uh, the main help that I received in overcoming porn was through the Sarah Brewer uh, podcast and uh, I joined her program and, and uh, she really helped me out. And uh, that's where I really expelled or excelled in, in life coaching. Uh, and uh, I also do work for her. I, I uh, do her uh, support group once a week. Uh, on Zoom, and uh, she also gives me one-on-one coaching to do with some of her clients. So That's, that's where I'm at. Uh, born and raised in, in Utah, uh, moved to California uh, after I married my wife, and uh, was a firefighter for the California Department of Forestry for a number of years. Then uh, after retiring from that, I got into the medical field. And after retiring from that, I uh, moved to Houston, Texas, where we live now. That's a brief
0: summary of my story. Amazing, and tell us a little bit about your struggle with pornography. So you managed to transform your life quite a lot. You've gone from someone who was addicted to porn to helping other people overcome and quit this, which is really amazing and very inspirational. So tell us about how that started for you and also how did that change over those 55 years? Because in that time, we've obviously had high-speed internet pornography come along and I'd be really interested to hear how that changed things for you as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I started out in porn, of course, at a young age, but back then it was magazines or radical literature. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got involved in that, and of course with with magazines, it's pretty simple. You 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 look at it, and then after looking at it two or three times, there's no novelty there anymore. So you have to wait for the next magazine to come out. Uh, so was it, an, was it an issue? Yeah, it was, because I was always waiting for the next issue to come out. Uh, but was it daily? No, it wasn't. Uh, but as soon as the Internet came out, High-speed internet—it turned into a daily problem, uh, and it—and it went from me. If you're familiar with uh, Gary Wilson and Your Brain on Porn, his yeah, yeah, he talks about the Chaser effect, and it—it uh, it quickly went into the Chaser effect uh, with high-speed internet, and it went from me from from a porn habit. Uh, to a porn addiction to sex addiction, right. uh, where I was traveling outside of the porn, making the fantasy world real, uh, meeting up with people, uh, talking online with people. Uh, and it, uh, it culminated with my wife leaving me, uh, losing my job over it, uh, losing my family over it, uh, when I hit rock bottom. And uh, that was finally the wake-up call. I mean, I told myself a thousand times, I'll quit it when I want to. I couldn't. But I didn't understand why. And that was the biggest issue, was how do you, how do, you do it? You know, and, and Sarah Brewer refers to this with, with you're, you're trying to repair the refrigerator with the manual from the microwave. And it just doesn't match up. It just doesn't work. You can't stop it if you don't know the correct way to do it. Uh, so I called I got on a brain buddy first, and that was good. The exercises were good and helpful. But at that time, brain buddies changed since then. But at that time, there was no information to, to tell you what to do, how to do it, why you were stuck in it. It was just basically the exercises. And, and those were helpful, but I cold-turkeyed it. I went, after after reading Gary's book, I knew I had to go at least 90 days to reboot. And I did that cold turkey. Uh, and then it was right around the 90-day mark that I was introduced to the Sarah Brewer program and uh, started listening to her podcast. And, and that's where I got the information to put the jigsaw puzzle together and figure out why i was doing it and how i can uh put it together so that i can step out of it so the combination of the exercises with the knowledge that i gained from the Sarah brood program finally took me out and gave me the controls that i needed Mm
0: -hmm. so do you feel like through that program you've got to identify the root cause on this problem and then go and learn ways of coping with the feelings, the sensations that would come up because of that root cause. Yeah, yeah. And and it was extensive. I did have to go to a,
1: to a therapist uh, because there was, there was something that, you know, in my background, in my childhood, that I couldn't identify, you know. And it was something as simple as, I had an older brother, uh, two years older than me, who was very popular in high school and and all-state athlete and playing uh, football. Uh, Just very popular. I was living in in his shadow. And, you know, I I supported him, did everything that I was supposed to do as a younger brother. But that affected me, you know. Here, he's popular. I live with him, but yet I'm a nobody. So that is what propelled me to get into porn but I didn't realize that until I was 55 years old. Mm, mm. And they took a therapist to bring that out and say, you know, you know, you, you didn't feel worthy or have any worth uh, in your
0: childhood, and you lived with that this whole time without reconciling with it. Mm, mm. So interesting. And then I imagine what's happened is that that part of you that didn't feel so worthy would come up, in certain situations as an adult and would take you back into that coping mechanism that you would use when you were younger to deal with yep. those feelings. Yep. Yeah,
1: I use, use porn as, as the escape. Uh, you know, I'm, I have a little story that I picked up somewhere. I can't remember where I got it from. Could have been Covenant Eyes that talks about the, and I call it the porn god syndrome, is that you create this this fantasy world or these girls and guys are at your beck and call, and you can do they. You, you can tell them to do whatever you want, and they'll respond to you. You're the god They are Your your little fantasy world. So I created this little fantasy world to escape from reality. Uh, uh. And uh, it, it's 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 very very empowering to figure that out finally. And step out of it and say, no, I can create my own real world. I don't have to rely on a fantasy to do it.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And it's so interesting that you shared that story about your brother as well because I spoke about this on one of my YouTube videos, I think. But for me growing up, I had an older sister. And she would pretty much bully me at times. So a few examples, I remember going... Well, actually she would go to the toilet, right? She would go to the bathroom and I was only like four or five years old. And she would make up that she'd gone to this fantasy, magical, amazing, wonderful land. And so she'd come out of the bathroom and she'd tell me all about this land. And I was really enticed, really excited. I wanted to go with her to this adventurous land, mythical place. And it turned out as I got older, you know, she kept on saying, when you're like seven or when you're eight you can come with me I don't know what age I realised but one day it'll kind of fell into place and i figured out oh there is no magical land and actually the washing sound of her transportation device was just the toilet flushing cry right? <laughs> so, so i felt like a a total idiot like, <laughs> like so so <laughs> stupid and that event and then my mom getting cancer when i was 12 years old and the powerlessness associated with that and all these other sort of childhood experiences all led to me feeling a lot of powerlessness and and lacking that worthiness. And yeah, it's been so, so hard to overcome this problem with porn because those feelings would come up in certain situations and my nervous system would go into that super fit, super pathetic state where it's fight by freeze response. And in that state I just wouldn't know how to deal with those sensations. And so I would turn to sexual content and and usually just the search for that sexual content and get my brain just absolutely flooded with dopamine. So what I'd love to ask you is what do you do when you're in that situation when you have a dysregulated sort of emotional state Oh, uh,
1: well there, there's a there's a number of things the The main thing that i do is to change my environment uh and you know i'm kind of a dis, at a disadvantage because i don't have the young mind anymore So I don't know if it's different for everybody or or this it can be the same for everybody, but even now, you know, and that's one thing I try to teach people is you're always going to have these urges the rest of your life. They're never going to go away. They're built into us, but I have the choice now to make the decision not to make it a fantasy. Um, and I can strengthen that. There's a, there's a number of tools that I've been taught, you know, through the through, through service program and, and on my own figuring things out. But my main thing right now is just to to escape where I'm at, change my environment so that I can think clearly. As, I, as I'm stuck behind the, the computer all day coaching or doing research or whatever it is I'm doing, uh, As soon as my mind starts getting tired, I'm looking for an escape. So I need to take control of that escape. Am I going to go to porn like I used to? Or am I going to be in control and take care of it myself by getting out, going for a walk, uh, getting away from anything to do with porn? uh, you got to realize, as life coaches, we're we're talking about porn quite often, quite a bit during the day. And the brain gets fatigued from it. So I need to read another book, something that has nothing to do with porn. I need to uh, go watch TV for a few minutes, take a nap for a few minutes, whatever it is. But the whole idea is that you need to be in control and make the choice of how you're going to act out
0: and do you have any tools to help you strengthen your ability to make that decision and like become more of aware that you're even going to make that decision because I think sometimes in the past I would sort of go too far down that route that I didn't feel I could have control of myself any, any longer it kind of felt like the urge had control over me And but since like meditating for example I feel a lot more like I'm in control of the urge yeah. like I'm, I'm aware of the two paths i've got in advance of going down the path in the first place if that makes sense yeah
1: no it, exactly and, and this is one of the tools that, that sarah teaches uh the, 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 really the main tool that she teaches is process the urge i've had to take it a step further but pro- let me step back processing the urge is, is nothing more than feeling the urge Recognizing that it's there, uh, don't push it away, uh, but become friendly with it. Treat it as a normal urge that you get. I mean, how many urges do we get in a day? Not, not, I'm not talking about poor urges, but just normal everyday urges. Uh, What are you going to have for lunch today? What are you going to have for dinner today? Oh, the urge is there. Maybe I want to go to have pizza. Well, no, pizza's not a good idea. I'm trying to get away. I'm trying to lose weight. So what? So I just processed an urge. I had an urge to eat pizza, and I brought it back to me and said, no, it's really not a good idea. Maybe I should look at it this way. So I was in control of it. From the point that I thought about it, I was in control of it. Uh, When I wasn't in control of my porn urges, it was just an automatic. Yeah. Go look at porn. Now take care of it. Uh, so I've probably gone off track here, you know, answering your question a little bit, but they, they, yeah, you, you process the urge and it's nothing more than sitting with it, taking a deep breath, talking to it, becoming familiar with it, describing it. Where is it in my body? Uh, it's, I feel it in my stomach. It's a fluttery feeling. Uh, if you could assign a color to, what color is it? Right now, it's probably a, a red, purplish color. Is it moving? Yeah, it's going from my stomach up to my chest. Now I've got that fluttery feeling in my chest. So you just, and name it. You know? I name all my foreigners just Donald. Because I had a bully in elementary school by the name of Donald, and I just hated the kid. So now when Donald shows up, I say, hey, Donald, I'm glad you're here. It's been a long time. We got nothing to talk about. You can leave. Yeah. See, so it takes practice. It takes a lot of practice to get to the point where you can recognize it. Now, when I said I, I had to take it a step further. I found out it's... For me, if yes, the urge got to that point, it was very hard for me to process it. it, it the chemicals, the, the dopamine is already dumped, okay? So I learned that if I a thought always precedes the urge. And I learned that as I could observe the thought, it would never get to be an urge. Mm. So I would process the thought. For example... Uh, and my wife, uh, this was years ago, but I use it as, as this example. My wife, every Wednesday evening had a church meeting that she would go to. So I would wake up Wednesday morning, and the first thing that I thought of was, hey, guess what tonight is? Wednesday night, I'm alone. So that was the thought. And as I started processing the thought 12 hours before the urge actually kicked in, I could beat it
0: yeah yeah i think the earlier you become aware of the habit loop the better chance you have of overcoming this problem so something that i've realized recently within myself is that this is going to sound i don't know how it will sound actually it probably won't sound that strange i'm sure there's people listening who experience similar things but despite being 24 years old when I leave my parents, sometimes when I go back to my flat and I'm, I'm living alone, I've lived alone since I was 18 when I go back to my flat, after seeing my parents, sometimes I can feel quite disconnected, lonely, and I kind of have this calm down and it might relate to feelings that I had when I was really young and I had that massive fear that my mum was going to death, that uh, my mum was going to die, I had that impending sense of doom just over me. And so, you know, being disconnected again from my parents as an adult, sometimes what I've learned is that can lead to me having these urges. And so what I started to do on the train home from seeing my parents, I've started to sort of plan a little bit more proactively. Okay. What am I doing when I get into my flat and I've got two hours before bed? Well, I gotta cook a meal. Maybe I'll do a bit of meditation. I'm going to plan out my day for tomorrow with my six goals as i always do and then i'm going to get some rest and go to sleep whereas a year ago or two years ago i would have just gone back to my flat i'm feeling horrible a lot of anxiety these feelings come up that i experienced when i was a lot younger i'm back as a 12 year old again and i just automatically and yeah that's the word that you just said automatically go and seek out some sexual content and that would help me escape so I think you're right. I think being really proactive in managing the thoughts before they get to that urge level is a, is really good advice. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah,
1: it's it's a it's a mindset. It's a different mindset that you have to create, and it takes work. It takes practice. And it, it you know, from my experience on Brain Buddy and working with clients and stuff, we are so impatient, uh, and I understand that. You you know you. You get caught, and yeah, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. And it doesn't happen that way. And it, it takes a process, and you need, you need a program to work with, uh, guidelines, whatever you want to come up with. But you need to be in charge of that program. Me as a life coach, you as a life coach, we can help guide them and create that program. And it's so important to use something uh, to to help guide you along. You know, we we talk about motivation and commitment a lot. Yeah, you got caught until your girlfriend, your wife caught you, so you're motivated right then to stop. Um, but there's no commitment there because a commitment is a plan. it's it's, it's, it's goals that you can create that are attainable, and their goals that are short-term and long-term. Uh, and if you don't come up with a commitment plan, it's like a New Year's resolution. You do it for a week and nothing there anymore. It's interesting. I find it interesting that, you know, I use this as an example, a weightlifter. You know, you, you want to start lifting weights, get in shape, build up that body. And Almost by automatically, you come up with most guys do anyway a plan to do that. It's almost like you were structured. Well, I need to start out doing a bench press of, of a say a hundred pounds. Uh, I'm going to work up in a week's time to 125 pounds. Well, that's how you made. That's how you attain your success because you made a plan to do it and I'm going to go to the gym three days a week or four days a week. I'm going to run a mile every day. You know, you come up with this plan almost intuitively. You, you don't do that for porn. And it's because it's unknown territory. What mm-hmm. What is the plan that you want to come up with? What is it that you can do to attain success? Yeah. And that's where you need the help.
0: Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's it's so... So true, and I think for me as well, another big problem that I used to have is I'd focus pretty much entirely on the result, And the result would be yeah. either I'm on a no fat streak, cause I'd keep a streak and that would mean a lot to me, or I'm not on a no fat streak, you know, I'm on either like day zero or I'm on day 50 or whatever. And I'd have that all or nothing thinking, which Sarah yeah, also talks about. yeah, And so my own self-worth, my identity, got so caught up in that streak that I just was filled up with layers and layers of shame yep. and it just made it so much worse. And so, yeah, what you want to do is build a process, a system, something that you can actually stick to and then you rely on the process, not the results to measure your actual success. That's, that's yep. how you do it. Yep.
1: You know, and the other thing that people fall into the, the trap is, is that streak that counting days is the worst way of of obtaining this, uh, success uh, especially on Brain Buddy and I'll, I'll pick Brain Buddy apart because it has its flaws but that stupid life tree I mean you're honest and you report hey I had a slip up and that stupid life tree dies I mean it, it's the equivalency is you're committing mental suicide every time you've you, you slip up and slip ups are going to happen that's that's life you know and I I don't know how we get into that that attitude about it you know do do we do that as if we're training weight training and we don't feel good for one day so we don't don't go to the gym and lift weights oh I have to start all over day one now yeah (laughs) No, come on. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. You, you made progress. You went up. You've been going up a hill. And you had a slip up. Okay, you you flat. You have a flat line for a second. You're still going. You don't go back to, to zero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so just, you know, it, 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 guys would get it in their head that slip ups are going to happen. And that's all right. I'm going to learn from it. And I'll tell you, once you get that into their heads as clients, once you get it into their heads, it's not an issue anymore. What did we learn from it? What is it? I I just had a client that I was talking to this morning that had gone, you know, almost three months without slipping up, and he got stuck in a situation in New York where he thought he was going to be with a friend, and the friend. Decided he bailed on him and left him in an apartment by himself for three days. And he was totally, he was a prisoner. Had nowhere to go, nothing to do. And he slipped up because of that. I understand that. I get that. And he did too. And he said, it was new. Something I'd never faced before. And I can understand why I slipped up. But I know that that's not going to be my life. I can be in control of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So refreshing to hear that because I think most content online on like YouTube focuses just purely on those results, the no fat streak and all of that stuff. And I can say right now, very honestly, I'm only on maybe day, day nine of the streak, I don't actually care about the streak. I, I do have a streak. Just because I'm on brain buddy at the moment. So I see it there. I'm on day nine, but my mind, my help, my habits, my lifestyle, my sort of thought process around this problem. Like everything is the best it's ever been. And yet, I'm only on day nine and yeah. the past, I've been on over 150 days. I've been on loads of 90 plus day streaks. But my mindset back then on these really, really long streaks was not anywhere near as good as my mindset towards this problem. Now, it's just that things come up, life happens and you might have a setback and then you learn from that and you improve your process, you improve your system or you just stick to what you know works for you. And the reason I had that slip up less than two weeks ago is simply because I didn't stick to a process, I didn't stick to a single thing. And it means absolutely nothing about who I am as an individual. You know, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just I didn't stick to my systems like four or five days and things got on top of me. And then I had a slip-up and that's okay. Yeah. And it's easy to do, isn't it?
1: And, and, and that's, the, that's the beauty of having a slip-up. You know, that gives you a chance to self-reflect, look back at what happened. Why did it happen? Okay, now I know better. I'm going to try to stick with my program, my routine, a little bit better. And that's another thing that I really try to encourage people. Find a routine, yeah. and it has to start first thing in the morning. Get out of bed, drink a glass of water, get rehydrated, You know, do your bathroom duties, make your bed, and, and start your day. Yeah, You know, and and the same type of routine throughout the day so that you can keep track of what
0: you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. 100% definitely. And when you get out of that routine, you are a lot more likely to have a slip up because you don't have a structured plan for what you're going to do with your time. And so you're kind of letting externalities control you instead of being in control of your own life. So I'm conscious of time, and I really <laughs> want to. I really want to give you the opportunity to uh, say where people can can find you and and so on. So, um, if anyone wants to like reach out to you or or have coaching with you, where can people find you, Quinn? Uh,
1: Quinnfelix.com is my website. Um, and um, again, is I'm at Sarah Brewer. I, I do a coaching call with her a support group with her every week. Uh you can just reach out to me. I, you know, I can give you my you can contact me on WhatsApp if you're over over across the pond, as you say. Uh five three zero eight two eight six thousand is my phone number, you can reach out to me. I'm always available to help somebody if if they need help. Um so I yeah, I just wanted to say real quick, I really want I really appreciate your honesty in in Telling people this last two weeks or week, however long it's been, that you had a slip up, that's hard for coaches to do. And I'll be honest too, you know, I have, I still have slip ups. I'm not a perfect one thousand percenter. It's going to happen, and it's always when I get, I lose control of my emotional state. If if something happens out of my routine, and if I don't check it, I'm going to slip up. But that's all right because I know I can learn from it. And change it so that I can become stronger. I wish I would have known how to do this when I was your age, 24, 25 years old. I would have been a better person, a better man because of it. It's it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know, because you guys are facing the worst of times when it comes to the availability of porn. But at the same time, science is catching up with how you can overcome it. Right. And the and, and, and the big takeaway from this is hey if you get married and have kids if that's is that your plan now you know how to approach your kids and educate them correctly. How much different would it have better been and I saw I think it was on brain Buddy Day somebody was doing a poll of did your dad ever talk to you about porn you know and 100 percent no most they didn't know how to what was going on. They knew that it was there, but they didn't know how to, you know. So for me, from a religious background, it was it was shame, you know. I'd go talk to my religious leader. Oh, obviously, you're not praying enough. Obviously, you're not reading the scriptures enough, you know. now well, that only made it worse because I would pray more and I would read scriptures more. But I still look to porn. So something's really wrong with me. You now, So that, that shame is huge. Anyway, I've taken up all your time. I could talk to you for hours.
0: So. <laughs> I, I could honestly talk to you for hours as well. So maybe we do another podcast another day. I would definitely again. Sure, I'd be glad to. Again. Yeah, brilliant. All right. Go and check Quinn out at Uh Thank you so much for coming on. I've really, really enjoyed chatting with you. This has been, Same here. been amazing. So yeah, thanks. And I'm sure it's going to help a lot of people out there. So really do all appreciate right. it. And if anyone wants to find me as well, go to www.finallyquipform.com and you can reach out to me there. Thanks a lot for listening and I'll see you in the next podcast episode.